Hello, and welcome to the Designing with Love podcast. I am your host, Jackie Pellegrin, where my goal is to bring you information, tips, and tricks as an instructional designer. Hello, GCU students and alumni. Welcome to episode 11 of the Designing with Love podcast. In this podcast episode, I will cover how to use polls during lesson delivery, training, and professional development for learner engagement. This episode will also provide information on three well-known and trusted polling software tools I have used, along with five different ways to engage your learners. First, I will briefly explain the three polling software tools that you can use in your current and future projects. Some of them you may have used before, and some of them you may have not, so feel free to check them out as I start to talk about them as well. The first polling software I will briefly explain is Poll Everywhere. This software provides you the opportunity to choose from a variety of activity types that let you visualize responses in real time. Some of the most common types of activities are Q&As, multiple choice, and word clouds. You can also receive asynchronous feedback from your learners before or after a lesson or session has occurred live. That's kind of a nice feature. I like that. You can sign up for a free account and create unlimited questions with a maximum audience size of 25 people. So you'll want to keep that in mind with a free account. Poll Everywhere is probably the most well-known polling software among business and education professionals. So that's probably something that, that you've heard about if you work in education or business. It might also be beneficial to check with your IT department to see if you can obtain an account through your organization or school district as well, so that you can have additional features available beyond what a free account can offer. The second polling software I will briefly explain is Slido, which is spelled S-L-I-D-O. This software also provides you the opportunity to choose from a variety of activity types to help make your presentations and sessions more engaging for your learners. There are six activity types to choose from, including multiple choice, word cloud, quiz, rating poll, open text, and ranking poll. Slido also offers a survey option. Now, I've used all six of these types of activity types, but I have not used the survey option yet. So hopefully you'll have the chance to check out Slido and check out that survey option. That's something I would like to do in my future polls. In addition, you can integrate your poll questions directly into your presentations or video tool with WebEx, Teams, PowerPoint, and Google Slides. At this point in time, I have only integrated it into PowerPoint. What's really nice about PowerPoint is that there is a, an integration tool. So all you have to do is go to, to the Slido website, you download that, and then you can integrate it right with your PowerPoint. And it'll walk you through that process. And once you have it within PowerPoint, it's so easy. I love it. So feel free to check that out. And then also there's help tools available on the Slido website when it comes to those integration tools. 
You can sign up for a free account as well with Slido, and you can create three polls per event with unlimited audience Q&A with up to 100 participants. So keep that in mind as well. Although Slido is not as well known as Poll Everywhere, I actually prefer this polling software because it has a simple QR code that allows users to seamlessly join the live poll without having to type in a web address. So when you're setting up your your poll within, say, PowerPoint, for example, you have the ability to do a starter slide. And that gives you the ability to have that QR code. And then everyone can get out their phone and take a picture of the QR code and they're in your poll. So easy. I love it. In addition, you can choose different themes for your poll to match your presentation, which is also a nice feature. So make sure to check that out as well if you decide to look at Slido and use that as part of your next presentation or your training. The third polling software I will briefly discuss is Poly, and that's spelled P-O-L-L-Y. This software provides polls, surveys, Q&As, and suggestion boxes that you can use for your presentations and sessions to make them more engaging. Poly integrates with a variety of other products, including Slack, Microsoft Teams, and Zoom. There is an option to try Poly for free with Slack and Microsoft Teams, so keep that in mind if you're deciding to check that out. Make sure to check out the pricing on the Poly website for details on the features and benefits that are available for each option, as each one has differences in what is included. So when you want to make sure to do that so there are no surprises if you decide to upgrade. Currently, I have only used Poly with Microsoft Teams. So far, I have found the tool easy to use and to set up a poll within my team or department because my team and my whole, actually my whole entire company uses Microsoft Teams and we actually use it more than Zoom. So there are tools like Poly that are integrated directly into Teams. So if your company or your school district or organization uses Teams, feel free to take a look at that and maybe even check with your IT department and see if they do have the option for you to add Polly as well. So within the episode notes, I have added links to Poll Everywhere, Slido, and Polly so that you can check out all three of these tools if you wish. So make sure to do that. So that way you're not searching around trying to find the links online. Next, I will explain five different ways to provide proper engagement to your learners through polls. Hopefully you will find these tips that helpful for you because as I've done polls over the course of time in training and professional development, I've learned some lessons along the way. So I hope that these help you as well. So the first way to provide proper engagement for your learners using polls is to provide multiple opportunities for the learners to weigh in on a particular subject. For example, if you are providing a training session to your fellow colleagues about how to effectively communicate with others on a professional level, you can offer the learners two different polls, such as a multiple choice and an open text. This way, with the multiple choice, this allows you to gauge the learner's understanding of the content. Then, with the open text option, this allows you to look for common patterns among the learner's responses. These type of engagement opportunities are a great way to incorporate formative assessment into your lessons or presentations without the learners feeling like they are being tested or quizzed on the subject, because that's the last thing you want. You don't want the learners feeling like 
you're testing them on something in the moment. You want it to feel engaging. You want it to feel fun and have it be in the moment right there. So hopefully that helps. The second way to provide proper engagement for your learners is to space out the polling questions in your presentation or your session. Depending upon how many polling questions you integrate into your presentation or session, make sure to allow time in between each poll. This helps to provide a variety in how the learners are engaging with the content. And it also allows you as the teacher, instructor, or facilitator to measure formative assessment in a variety of formats over the course of the lesson or the session. This can also help your learners to provide more authentic responses when the polling questions are spaced out appropriately over the course of the lesson or presentation. So just think about maybe a past session or lesson that you have been to, maybe a college course or maybe a training session. And it, and just think about those ways that the trainer or the facilitator or the instructor engaged you as the learner in that process. The third way to provide proper engagement for your learners is to show the results of the polling questions in real time. There are sessions I have been to in the past where the results were hidden until the end of the polling activity. I don't know if that's happened to you, but it's happened to me multiple times. While this may seem beneficial in some cases, the benefits of showing the results in real time are significant. One of the key benefits is that this encourages conversations among the learners while the poll is occurring. If you wait until the end of the polling session to show the results, then the conversations could unintentionally interrupt the next part of your lesson or your session. So think about that. If you're waiting until the end and then you show the results, then especially if it's a virtual session, can you imagine all the chatter that could be going on in the chat and just among learners, maybe in, in other ways. So you can kind of lose your engagement in that way. So you, you definitely don't want to do that. In addition, many people thrive on positive feedback, which is best received in the moment. So think about this. If you're showing the results in real time, you can even, this is something I did in, in a session that I had recently where I did a professional development and we were able to show the results in real time as the open responses were coming in and we were praising everybody and saying, yes, this is great. And we were seeing those common responses and we were, even though they were anonymous, we were giving that positive feedback and saying, yes, this is great. You're right on track there. Wonderful. This is a great response. And as they were coming in, myself and the other facilitator, we were constantly just giving praise and good feedback along the way. And then the responses just kept coming in faster and faster. And it was exciting to see that. So it generates a lot of excitement and it just encourages everyone to open up more. Lastly, by sharing the results as they come in, it allows your learners to feel more involved in the process, which can help boost engagement even more. So just imagine that, you know, you're, like I said, and just in that, that example I just provided, we noticed engagement was, was increasing and people were allowed, were able to feel more connected to the, to that content in the moment. The fourth way to provide proper engagement for your learners is to allow anonymous submissions. 
which helps to build inclusivity into your lesson or session. I mentioned this a little bit earlier in that example. This allows everyone to freely speak up and share their thoughts on a specific subject matter. When learners are able to easily share their thoughts, you will find that the responses are more authentic and meaningful rather than scripted responses when everyone's identity is revealed in the poll responses. So one thing that comes to mind, maybe for you and also for me, is if you think about when there's training or professional development and there are supervisors or managers in the training, some people hold back and they don't provide those authentic responses and they they just provide more of those scripted responses like, yeah, everything's fine, especially if it's a training that is about something that is related to the business or related to something in a professional manner that that may be related to job performance or something like that. You'll find that that people aren't going to be as authentic. It's just the nature of how we are when we're around managers or supervisors or leaders. So being able to have that feedback be anonymous, people tend to open up and be more free with that. I know I I do, and I'm sure you do as well. So just think about how your learners will feel about that. The fifth and final way to provide proper engagement for your learners is to offer some sort of icebreaker or relaxed pulling activity that is fun for the learners to engage in with one another. This icebreaker or fun polling question can be offered as the first question to the learners as a way to get them warmed up to how the polling software works and helps to lighten everyone's mood as well. For example, you can ask fun questions such as, where were you born? Or what was your high school's mascot? Then as the learners begin to type in their responses to the question, you and the learners can see the fun responses that come in and whether there are any similar answers among the learners. Can you imagine how fun that would be to offer an icebreaker such as this to your learners and to see their responses and similarities as they come in? It's really fun, and I've seen this happen in many training and professional development sessions, and I've also offered it as a facilitator as well. And it is truly fun, and, and people start to really open up. So it's, it's a great opportunity. And not only have I seen it with polling, and I know we're talking about polling here, but also I've seen it with annotation activities and PowerPoint as well. So you can couple it, you know, with the polling, and then you can do an annotation activity and interweave those together. So that can be another way that you can interweave the polling with some type of other activity. But definitely icebreakers are important because especially if your learners have not used this particular polling software, such as Slido or Poll Everywhere before, technology can be intimidating to some people. And you want to make sure that you're allowing your learners to be able to have that opportunity to learn it in a way that's not going to throw them off too much. And so having an informal question that's really fun is a great way to do that. In conclusion, I hope you have found this information about using polls for learner engagement to be helpful as you create a variety of instructional solutions and learning experiences. As a recap, the podcast covered three of the well-known and trusted polling software that you can use for lesson delivery, training, and professional development, along with the five different ways you can engage your learners through polls. Finally, here's an inspiring quote from Clive Shepard, an e-learning expert. The number one factor in engagement 
is relevance because relevance drives out resistance. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this podcast episode today. Please take a moment to like the episode and share it with others so they can learn about this topic as well. Have a great day.